0: Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Creative Psychopaths, a horror movie podcast. This week we're doing another classic um, in Friday the 13th, 1980, and we're joined by a new guest in Matt. Um, I've got to apologise at the top of this because um, I've had ill children and then ill me, so I haven't been able to add any audio clips into the thing, but I have edited it and it's a really fun episode, um, so I hope you enjoy obviously don't forget to leave a review and share the podcast around with your other friends and um (laughs) yeah (laughs) off you go go enjoy it to another episode of Creative Psychopaths, a horror movie podcast, a weekly horror movie podcast with me, Mark, and him, Matthew. Yo. (laughs) Oh, yo. That's very cool. Um, This week, we're with a guest. Sometimes we have a guest, sometimes we don't. Um, This week, we've got a guest in, Matt. Hello, Matt. Hello. How are you doing? Very good. Thank you.
1: Not as good. This is the the second time in in a short space that I've been the inferior Matt again, and there's too many people with my name.
2: Yeah, I mean the struggle is real. It is we never, never had another mark on.
0: No, well perhaps we need to look for one and then I can be well, I don't know if I'll be the inferior mark. I mean I started this thing for surely Couldn't <laughs> possibly no. comment. No, I suppose I would be, wouldn't I? All all guests of um the uh I don't know. God knows what I'm trying to say. Um Right. So, yeah, Matt um Matt has come to a short notice where we were. We gave you a sizzle last week and told you we were doing Insidious. That's not true this week uh, where Matt has come very last minute, which was very nice of him. Um, and he came along because he heard that we're quite a chill podcast. But uh, I hate to tell you that we did have a conversation, and we are now going to hit everyone with derision for opinions that are not the same as ours. So
2: splendid! Look forward to that.
0: <laughs> yeah, don't you just hate women? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> oh, I wasn't expecting that. It was like
1: <laughs> I figured that was uh, the least offensive, most offensive opinion you can have.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um. Hmm no i no we don't no we don't <laughs> no let's just... all all people are welcome here of course all this people
1: not the opinions of me or creative psychopaths llc
0: uh, oh lovely uh, just like the hell house right let's uh so we're going to open with a well apparently we've opened with a load of rubbish um but we're going to do a would you rather that matthew's supplying just to get us old Riled up,
1: I don't know. yeah. Well, I mean, even this one's going to be a, a sort of a nice, gentle one, I think. Oh, because it—I don't think—I don't think we're being put at any real peril. Only the fear of peril, I think. So, the real question here then is: Would you rather spend an evening at Camp Crystal Lake, but not on Friday the Thirteenth, or an evening in Haddonfield?
2: But it's not Halloween.
0: Any thoughts on that, Matt?
2: Camp <laughs> Crystal Lake. It looks beautiful. I'm sure it's lovely the most of the year, you know. Just be careful when you go.
0: I think I probably end up going to Haddonfield because I'm not I'm not a sporty person, so I can't imagine me enjoying any part of it. Whereas I imagine Haddonfield's got at least a coffee shop I can sit <laughs> in and b- abuse their internet. Yeah, that's fair. See, I like the
2: outdoors, so I I'd, I'd, yeah, I would definitely go Crystal Lake.
0: Are you think you're that
1: you're going to get the willies, though? Where where do you think you're going to be at most? Oh, this doesn't bad stuff happened here. I don't like this. Hmm. See, I, think... I reckon uh, for that, I, I'd go Haddonfield because you can just, it, you know, it's it's a whole town. You can get out a bit, get that's away true. from the uh, the bad parts.
0: Yeah, I mean, Crystal Lake would give me the willies more, but I think. There's been so many summer camp movies that any summer camp I was trapped in would give me hmm, the willies. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, Are you sticking with it, Matt, then? Have we talked you around?
2: I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to stick with it. Just because, it, you know, all those lovely trees and that nice lake, I think I could just forget all of the horrific things that have happened. Just, I probably wouldn't go boating on the lake, but apart from that, yeah.
1: Okay. Lovely. Yeah, I think that's see, I thought you nice, just nice and gentle one that.
0: Mm. Great. <laughs> right. Well, let's uh let's do the questions. Matthew, let's, you're let's you're, the host, you're the other the other host guy.
1: I am. It's so I've only ever done this once before, so this is it's fascinating. So uh yes, first question then. Get right up.
2: So when did you become a horror fan? Um, I was about 12 or 13 maybe. I had a friend in school who was very into horror and yeah just kind of went from there really. We were quite good friends and I met him when I started secondary school and he influenced my taste in films at that point.
1: Okay so do you remember what the, uh, the first horror film you can remember seeing then? Was that around this time?
2: Yeah it would have been yeah and it was actually lent to me by him. It was uh terrible quality vhs copy of the evil dead recorded off the telly with adverts included um so is this the,
1: the first one
2: that would be the first one yeah yeah
1: oh, it's a great start isn't it that?
2: i mean you can't yeah you can't complain about that at all
1: <laughs> and and i don't know i think kind of uh, a gentle introduction in terms of
2: scares i'd say for that yeah, I think so. I mean, it's almost especially if you watch it now, it's it's hilarious. But I think there's enough
1: at that age though, isn't there, to
2: yeah, yeah. To
1: scare that's a 13-year-old, but not do any lasting psychological damage.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think that's a reasonable <laughs> summary of it. Yeah.
1: To uh, what what would you
2: say is the scariest film then? That's a really difficult one. Um I don't know the scariest film. I mean, I'm I've probably seen scarier things, but something that, for for one reason or another, really stuck with me was Grave Encounters. Um, It it really chilled me when I watched it. I don't know. I I don't know if it was the big mouths or what it was, but yeah.
0: Yeah, we've done Grave Encounters on here before, although it was pre-Matthew, so I don't know if you've actually seen Grave Encounters or not. I haven't, no. No. But um, Mm. it's got a really great premise, um, Grave Encounters. I think uh, I really enjoyed this sort of because um, it's built around those crappy ghost TV shows, um, right? And uh, yeah, I it's it's one of those. I mean, it's become a bit of a trope now, really, for movies to end on a real down note. But that one ends on a real down note.
2: <laughs> it really does. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, that one. There's there's no there's no light heartedness at the end of that one.
2: No, certainly um, not.
0: No yeah no i can see i can see I can see why people think that one's a scary one, and think found footage is often the way to do that
2: yeah I agree i think that that it adds realism that you you can't get otherwise um mm. in something that's completely unreal, you know for most of us anyway, maybe it's real for some who knows
1: <laughs> what could you imagine that would be <laughs> <laughs> oh no, don't bear thinking about that. No, he doesn't. No, <laughs> let's, let's move on quickly. What, uh, <laughs> what do you reckon the best kill is in a horror film?
2: Oh, I'm going to have to go with Hellraiser, the iconic scene, you know, chains, hooks, a man ripped to bits. Yeah, it's got to be.
0: Yeah, that is a really good one. That's a good shout. Um, I watched that recently because um well i did my answers to this to this one when i watched it i went back to see if the sort of um if him rebuilding was as good effect as i remembered it being which is a really great effect but um you're right as kills go because they linger on those chains for quite a long time it's not a yeah. it's not it's not an in and out it's an in and then it sits for quite a, quite a while with those chains just digging into him it's um
2: yeah you really have to suffer through that one
0: it's pretty brutal it's um torture porn before it was a thing yeah
2: yeah I'd agree
0: yeah
1: lovely so then uh, would you say then that, that also counts as a standout
2: effect or is there another one that you'd you'd go for um, yeah I mean I suppose I would I was actually thinking about going back to the Evil Dead just because partly some of the effects are just ludicrously funny in the Evil Dead but also I, I find it quite impressive what they did with the, the budget at the time um, Yeah in some ways um some of the camera work as well you know in the woods with the yeah i, I think it's a mixed bag uh but good for two reasons
1: yeah i think the I, the one i always remember about the evil dead is the shot that goes through the car so I yes still yeah. don't really have any idea how they pulled that off
0: mm. yeah it's now it's imp- impressive effects wise it's got good stop motion in that one i like it i, I like stop motion me i think it's um there's something quite jarring about it as a, as a general rule. So yeah. yeah, I liked, um,
2: what movie was it in? Um, Trampus where they have the, is it the gingerbread men? I haven't seen it for a few years now.
1: Mm. I do remember there being some, uh, some stop motion that. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I remember that film as I really liked the, the design of everything. I always felt that they, they moved kind of weird, uh, Sort of like they were like uh, an amusement park ride. Sort of like they were on tracks. Yeah, um, Yeah,
2: absolutely. It's something that you you just don't get with CGI, um, or not that I've seen anyway. Um, It's not the same. It's always a little too smooth. It doesn't give you that jarring effect that you can get with stop motion.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: I think we're we're very much uh, team practical here, aren't we? We are.
0: (laughs) We are definitely team practical effects.
1: Of course, you know, the realistic act. There's a place for both. Just, you know, do it right or find a way around it. Absolutely, yeah. So uh, let's move on. So uh, what is a movie that needs a sequel or a movie that needs to stop making sequels? Answers I wish... for both are also accepted.
2: Well, I just... I wish they'd stopped making paranormal activity films some time ago. Mm-hmm. Because the first one... And maybe the second one were kind of interesting and, you know, a, lot, a not much happens for a while. Um, when it does, it, it genuinely made me jump. Um, but they just got sillier and sillier and just one of those franchises where they can't let it go.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the newest paranormal activity, I think it's called Next of Kin. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's, it's unrelated to the other paranormal activities. Um, it's like they had this fan footage idea and they just slapped Paranormal Activity on it. And it really frustrated me because it's like, it's actually not a bad premise for a movie. It's set in like an Amish um, thing where they're doing like, uh, it's like, Phil, it, I, 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 I can't exactly remember. It's, it's not a bad found footage movie. The fun thing about that is they use some of their like upgraded technology. So they have drone shots and stuff like that, but it's very specifically done from a drone. You know, you know that that watching going in. Hmm. But God knows why they tacked paranormal activity to it when it's unrelated. <laughs> but really, it's really really annoying because um, it, it sounds really interesting.
2: I probably would have watched it if it didn't have that name on it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, it was it it, it it was genuinely an interesting film, and it to me it doesn't have any of the tropes of a paranormal activity movie at all. It's totally something else. So I don't know why they did that. But I, but I love those films. I'm like I think I'm a big defender of any of them. But yeah, no, you, you're probably right though. I mean, if the fact that they that they put that sticker on something that wasn't even related, I think it means, yeah, that, that... I think it's
2: it's a, <laughs> it's a cash cow, isn't it? And and it's a shame because, you know, I I remember um, I used to have a housemate who didn't really watch horror, um, and watching one of them with her just made it so much scarier because she was hitting the ceiling anytime nothing happened. <laughs> 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 they were
0: well crafted that way.
2: The, yeah. the, the ones that I've seen, anyway, up to a point. But yeah,
0: the first two for sure. Yeah, yeah. Do you have one that you'd like to see equal to? I couldn't think of anything really. Um,
2: I mean, you know, no, I can't. I can't really think of any.
0: Fair enough. Fair
2: enough. <laughs> yeah. No, that's...
1: as with all these things are. It's only worth doing if there's an idea for it. Yeah. Yeah. So That's unlike the point. cash cows that are films that are completely unrelated, but you'll stick a label on it. So I'm going to guess that it's not Paranormal Activity then, but what is your favourite <laughs> franchise?
2: Well, you know, the, the theme of the show, I'm going with Friday the 13th. I've seen all of them. Some of them more than once. It was, it's, a lot of it's yeah, nostalgia. Mark's happy here. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was, it was, you know, like after watching The Evil Dead, I think Friday the Thirteenth was probably the first horror that I watched. After that, mm. um, and I just obsessed. You know, this friend that I had who who got me into horror. I remember going to his birthday party and we watched. I think it was Five and Six in you know, a sleepover, and just all of those movies. And they get so silly, and it's yeah, I love it. They can keep making those. More of those, please. Yes. <laughs> what well, uh, Does that include the reboot? The reboot was okay. Um, you know, it was... I would have preferred to have seen a reboot that was actually the plot of the original movie. That would have been interesting, but it was okay. Yeah. It was not, you know...
0: Uh, I think, unfortunately, for that one, it Jason is the cash cow, isn't it? You know, like... People often yeah. forget with this movie. Or, well, I'd say a lot of people know about this movie from Scream. Yeah,
2: yeah, I'd say so.
0: Um, I mean, come on, it's spoilers. We're not.
1: We're about forty-five minutes away from that bit. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, does the Friday the Thirteenth then also
2: come as your favourite? Uh, just horror film. I don't know though actually because I think my overall absolute favourite probably changes a lot of the time and you could ask me another day and I'd probably give you a different answer but I was thinking about Dawn of the Dead um, because it it sparked an interest. So I I love slasher movies but I'm quite into zombies as well and Mm. Dawn of the Dead was the first thing I saw which really gave me that what I like about them is seeing how people deal with this sudden change, this extreme situation. Um, and I thought, you know, Dawn of the Dead was the perfect example of that.
0: Yeah, that's a good shout. I would
1: probably say as well, I know we, when we did do the the best remake question, I think we both said Evil Dead, didn't we, for that but. So Dawn of the Dead probably comes into the conversation for that.
0: Yeah, remake wise, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'd I'd agree with that as well.
2: Yeah,
1: that's yeah, a good a, remake. One of the few ones that actually are quite good.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the remake for that doesn't have the same human element, I don't think though. It's good, but it's not it's not obviously not as good. Um yeah. I feel like mm. the the original has got such a good human element element to it. The sort of I almost think the zombies are sort of second secondary in that. Which I think they are a lot in Romero's things. It is sort of the zombies tend to be the the looming threat rather than the constant thing. Plus They're
1: sort of almost a MacGuffin, aren't they? Is that yeah. they drive the characters to yeah. what the yeah.
0: film's really about, sort of thing.
2: Which I guess was, you know, a huge influence on The Walking Dead. Mm.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm also not a fan of today's fast-moving zombie.
2: Oh, no, they can get in the bin.
0: I prefer the shufflers.
2: Yeah, I'm a shuffler guy too.
0: I try
1: to avoid zombies. So I like my brains uneaten. So you, <laughs> you'd you like the shufflers too, then? I, I, well, I, I, want, I want zero zombies.
0: Oh, okay.
1: I'd like, I don't know. Uh, no, I thought I had an example and I've lost it we'll edit that bit out (laughs) (laughs) so uh yeah well we've we've done all the favorites and all the good stuff so what is the the worst horror film that you uh that you've seen
2: well that's yeah so um some years ago a friend of mine got me this box set of horror movies they were all pretty bad um it was it was like 20 horror movies in a box and they were on double-sided DVDs, which is the only time I've ever seen those, um, and there was there was one that stood out that was called Camp Blood, and I've, I've recently found out they're actually still making those. There was one released, I think, was it this year, but it was just awful. It was clearly inspired by Friday the 13th, and it was an old guy in a cheap ridiculous clown mask that wasn't even a it wasn't a scary clown mask it was just you know the rubbish ones that you get in joke shops and stuff um chasing people round the woods with a machete it was the, the quality of the video was awful the editing was appalling the acting was dire everything about it was horrible but at the same time it was hilarious um so i'd recommend at least watching the trailer on youtube camp blood Good times.
0: Sounds good. Sounds great.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I do like a really awful schlocky
2: film. So <laughs> <laughs> that, that will tick the boxes.
0: Yeah, incredibly bad acting. I'm down for incredibly bad acting. <laughs> yeah. I watched well, a... Um, it's not a horror movie, but I watched not long ago, I watched a, a Neil Breen film. Do you know who that is? Uh, doesn't ring any bells oh well at at the end of this i will show you the trailer for the movie because um i think uh it's it's that is so bad it's fantastic
1: (laughs) okay well so i had to rush to imdb straight away and just trying to think
0: just trying to think what the name of the movie is that i watched it is supposedly a horror movie these these look really incredible
1: You just come across it his IMDb page. It's just known for actor, director, producer, writer. It's just all the same five films over and over again.
0: (laughs) I might have found my new hero. Fateful Findings I watched, um, and it is incredible. It's an incredible movie. Oh, fucking awful, but (laughs) so, uh, so brilliant. Anyway, a
1: normal thriller where a computer hacker exposes worldwide secrets.
0: Mm, Yeah, it's not that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I went through a bit of a phase of watching um, just you know like self-made horror movies on YouTube, and there was one. It was full feature length, and it was some guys in an asylum. I can't really remember much about it, but it actually um, someone had kind of stumbled as they jumped over a wall. And they'd forgotten to edit out the bit where the director said, it's fine, we'll edit that bit out.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't think we've made that mistake on the pod yet, have we?
0: (laughs) No, I haven't, no, because I actually listened to them back.
1: There's a level of professionalism that's above YouTube here.
0: To a degree. For some reason, I'm, I'm, I'm not a very clever person, but I actually always remember at what point... In the podcast, something happened that I wanted to get rid of. So that's good. That's good of Whenever me. I speak. No, no, you're, you're <laughs> wonderful. Everybody's wonderful, including me. <laughs> right, that was the wonderful first slice of bread then. Um, the first slice of bread in this here horror sandwich. So the filling is, of course, the movie. And we're here to talk about Friday the 13th from 1980. I wasn't expecting to be doing one of the big ones so soon but um, it's fine. We did Nightmare on Elm Street at the beginning of September and sandwiched it with Friday the 13th. So I think that's a pretty great horror sandwich, in fact. Yeah, we're starting to uh, to get some of the big hitters now, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't want to do it to start off with because I didn't know what I was doing. I still don't know what I'm doing, but now I don't care as much. <laughs>
1: um, so... got, you can share the blame as well.
0: Yeah, well, uh, I don't think I do, though, do I? I get,
1: mind, so you, you can. It's there. Getting, I don't mind.
0: I think we're getting better at this. I thought the top five <laughs> foreign language ones was a good, was a good podcast.
1: Anyway, Dr. Arrows. Go back and do it.
0: Yes, go back and listen to all the back ones. But, I don't know, listen to this. Keep listening to this. I don't know what's happening. Right, so yeah, Friday the 13th, 1980. I know I said that already, but why not repeat myself? Um, so the director of this movie is Sean S. Cunningham. Who, um, interestingly, was the producer on Last House on the Left and, um, came up with the name of this movie before actually coming up with uh, anything related to the movie. And in fact, advertised as looking for people to do stuff for it just by saying he had an advert that said, From the producers of Last House on the Left, Friday the 13th, without any information at all and managed to get financial backing based on nothing. So that's good. <laughs> I think it it kind of works just straight
1: off as it as its premise, isn't it?
0: Yeah, uh, but I don't think they knew what the premise was going Well I mean to...
1: just just that that title as a premise. I mean yeah it was already as far as I know, it was already considered like a bad luck day, wasn't it? Yeah. I think <laughs> after after Halloween it's just seems like it's an obvious time to market these quasi-holiday movies and and get some out.
0: Well, what I do know about this is that... um, What the hell did I say? Yeah, what I do know about this is that he had intended to totally rip off Halloween. Uh, That was his idea. Um, So, but this one I would actually say, um, and I was watching some of the documentary, Friday the 13th is actually... You know, Halloween, would I would say, is the sort of birth of slasher movies to a degree, but this is the one that launched them as being, this is the format, this is what we're going for, um, and from here on out, this is where you've got your Valentine's Day massacres and all this stuff from from there on. It all stems a lot from, well, starting with Halloween, but certainly from here. Um,
1: it's, uh, yeah, think of it as MySpace, then Facebook. <laughs> Two terrifying things that did awful things to society.
0: I to love MySpace. <laughs> that, oh. was, that was that's when
1: we could handle social media. Yeah. <laughs> now we're all monsters. Uh,
0: yeah. This film's written by Victor Miller, but also slightly uh, rewritten by Ron Kirk who is uncredited. But again, because I watched this documentary, I've got more information than I needed. Um. I don't normally include this, but of course, uh, SFX special effects was Tom Savini. And of course, I've got to add such special effects royalty into this. Um, I also didn't realize again, watching this documentary that Tom Savini was actually a um, combat photographer, which is one of the reasons his special effects is so good is because he sort of has a frame of reference for what awful things should look like. It's pretty co- grim, isn't it? <laughs> it's pretty horrible to think of, but um, yeah. Again, Interesting, though. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. So um, he was saying in that, he said that his special effects, if they don't give him the feeling like he had when he was taking those photographs, he, he deems it as being a bad effect. But, you know, way to take your PTSD and turn it into something lucrative. <laughs>
1: There is uh, a a twenty four hour horror movie marathon uh, showing in Milton Keynes. I think it is in well around Halloween, and, and Tom Savini is going to be there. Oh, really? I'm thinking, is it is it worth going all the way to Milton Keynes? Well, just for going into Milton Keynes, full stop, just to uh, <laughs> meet and greet the great man.
0: Yes, it is. Uh, I might have to look at that. Uh, let's see. Uh, budgeted at $550,000, and um, I got Wikipedia, and it $59.8 box office, um, but the documentary was $39 million. Um so, you know. Either way, yeah. decent. But they were also saying on that that it's pretty much a um, billion-dollar franchise now, so, you know, they've really grown it.
2: Certainly have. <laughs>
0: Right, so let's see the cast of this. Um, let's leave that one until the end. So we've got Adrian King as Alice, Harry Crosby uh, as Bill, Harry Crosby actually the um, sort of Bing. Okay. Yeah. Janine Taylor as Marcy, Laurie Barcher as Brenda, Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon as Jack. The oh, E-man oh, yeah.
1: e- himself.
2: Oh,
0: yeah. Wow. Six degrees of this film.
1: Fresh from just having other people land a plane in someone's house and pretending it's uh, an achievement by the family that lives
0: there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Mark Nelson as Ned. Nerd. Right. So what happens? You'll have to bear with me. So uh, we start at Camp Crystal Lake, 1958. Oh, Whoa. Um and everyone's having a lovely sing song. They're doing their old come by ours. Uh oh hallelujah's as it was. Um,
1: yeah, I saw these and just like immediately wanted them all to die. I hate <laughs> dweebs in horror films, I've realized.
0: <laughs> and anyway, we see a P a POV shot. If you don't know what that means, it means point of view. Um and then we hear this noise, this this Friday the thirteenth noise, and it goes. <laughs> well
2: Oh, the noise, that's one of the things that I find so memorable about that, yeah. Mm, it's
1: this weird sort of breathing, but not breath, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it's, it's so distinctive. You could hear that. and If you've seen any of those films, you'd immediately know.
0: Yeah, it's um, actually this this film um I think thrives on its uh, sound effects and soundtrack and stuff like that. It's got actually got a wonderful um score in total, including obviously that noise, which is Jaws esque in its way because you know what you're getting. Um it leads you towards the killer and they can all use they all sort of ugh, also use it as fake out. Um lovely. Anyway, let's see what happens. So the POV, uh, it sees sleeping people. And we see a child with a um with a real-life Annabelle doll. Not the one from the movies, the Raggedy Ann. Like the one that the Warrens have actually got. And I said, hey, look, Annabelle, when I saw it. And then we see a bit more POV. And then we see two counsellors have sneaked off. Oh, and they're doing a little bit of kissing. And then they put a blanket down. And have some sexy, sexy times.
1: Yeah, doesn't stop them being dweebs. Still want them to die. (laughs) Agreed.
0: Oh, oh dear. Horror movies have ruined you too. Supposed to be rooting for the survival of these people.
1: Nope. Dweebs. No, yeah. If you're sat around with a guitar singing
0: hallelujah songs and
1: hallelujahs, yeah, you get everything that's coming to you. Um, Only in the context of this, if that's how you spend your time in real life, of course, you know,
0: you still deserve to die. Fair enough. Yeah. (laughs) What's the? Well, they put a blanket down. Sexy times. We still aren't dead. And then they go, "Huh? There's somebody there." Um, But they seem to know the person, and they say, "Hey, look, we weren't doing anything." But then they get murdered, and the guy gets murdered, and then we see the girl. They get what? Was that? Sorry, they get what? Moided. Oh, right. Cool. moiderized moiderized and they're gonna get moiderized <laughs> yeah um and then one girl the girl who's there goes ah but we don't actually see her die and then it goes Friday the 13th." and you'll enjoy this Ma- Matthew terrible opening shit font again. isn't it but
1: I've got it right in my notes there right at the top after I want these dweebs to die it's a shit font <laughs>
0: <laughs> and smashing glass for some reason <laughs> So, yeah, Stone Cold shows up. <laughs> this
2: font everybody. didn't leave an impression on me. I must, I must check out this font again, because honestly, I can't even picture it.
0: Hmm. Uh, we've been noticing. We, we've done, we did the first three uh, Nightmare on Elm Streets this month, um, and each time it was like, it just has this terrible opening, like, oh, where's the shit? <laughs> it's, got, <laughs> it's, got, it's,
1: got, it's got like a, a really like snazzy, well-designed logo and then just word art, impact <laughs> font with the subtitle. And it oh. it's so weird.
2: It's good. I love it. Um, they should start using Comic Sans as standard. That would solve this problem.
0: Agreed.
1: Um, well, to be honest, I'm expecting by part three that that's, that's what the font's going to be for it. So <laughs> fingers crossed.
0: I don't think it changes much now uh let's see so now we cut to june 13 it's a present day it's 2022 bloody hell um oh that was a good joke <laughs> <laughs> that's every time i see present day that's always be the joke on here um we see a hikey girl she's hiking in a small town she looks at a dog's knob whatever in that oh, no, i
1: also wrote. she looked at the dog's dick
0: Yep. Yeah. Because she, mm. she sees a dog and she goes, oh, hello, girl. And then she goes, oh, sorry, boy. Oh, right, you know. yeah, okay. <laughs> she does do that. Yeah, she does. She goes, oh, <laughs> yeah, you seem to have a penis. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, it's okay. Uh, anyway, so she goes into a restaurant and she goes, "Not how far is it to Camp Crystal Lake? And everyone shuts up and they go, oh, it's about 20 miles. And then she, one person goes, you mean Camp Blood? Well, no, I didn't mean that. Why is gold that? Don't worry about it. And anyway, apparently Enos is going to take her 10 miles in that direction. Useful. Yeah, I like it how he
1: had no say on this as well. The the, (laughs) the lady in the cafeteria is like, you're going that way. Go take her.
0: Yeah. (laughs) They they went through it as well, don't they? Right, okay, let's go.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so do you think I've got other stuff to do today? I've got errands to run.
0: No, take the girl 10 miles. Take her 10 miles in that direction. Also, at no
1: point does she go, you know what? I've only just met you. Probably best not to get in a car with you. Although I suppose there are a lot of witnesses around and all of them would. Um, But they could all be in on it. I've got myself into a spiral. Don't get into cars with strangers. Yeah. Even if
2: it's only 1980, still don't do it.
1: Unless the licensed taxi drivers, in which case, you're probably fine. Probably.
0: Oh. Well, maybe not. Just get a bike. <laughs> anyway, Enos will take her. So they go around to whatever car it is he's driving, and Ralph comes out, crazy Ralph, and he goes, You'll never come back from there. There's a curse. And um...
2: <laughs> that's just what he sounded like as well.
0: Yeah, it's a weird
1: voice he's got on him, isn't it?
0: It's a curse. It didn't sound like that, though.
1: If I was going to make this film again, I'd cast Matt Berry in it as that role oh god yeah
0: good (laughs) so she's in the car with enos and he goes do you know what happened up there and uh and and then he goes look i'm not saying and then he tells her anyway and and he goes in 1957 a boy drowned in 1958 two campers were murdered and we go yeah Uh, and then in 1962 apparently the water went bad uh yeah, and she goes, Well, I'm going anyway. And he goes, Well, you're an idiot. And and then I say to her, Why are you smiling so much? Um, because she's got a gawp on her face. Gawping. Um, anyway, we, we 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 cut some more campers, including bacon. I've got my arms in there. I don't know why. Um, and then after that, we see hot pants wood chopper. Um
1: <laughs> it's a great look, isn't it? This it's beautiful. Hello,
0: oh, Steve, what are you doing? Oh, Come on. I've got my hot pants on. I'm chopping wood. So uh, it's the,
1: the neckerchief as well, the, the bandana tied around.
0: Yeah, that, that just makes it perfect, doesn't it? Uh and anyway, we find out that Bacon and his mates are Jack, Marcy, and I've written Ed, but I don't think that's right. Ned.
2: Ned. Ned. Yeah.
0: Ned Schneebly. Um oh, and we meet Alice, who's already there. Turns out Alice draws things. She's an artist. Um there's some sort of issue between Alice and Steve. I don't know if they were have had having had sex at some point or whether they, whether he just is a perv. I don't know.
1: He's definitely a perv. Oh dear. I mean, from this scene, I mean, yeah, creep. Pervy hmm.
0: Steve. Uh so let's see. Someone's watching Alice. And I've written me. Why am I watching her? I don't know. <laughs> um they're waiting on kitchen Annie. Annie's the girl that we saw before that we're going to assume is the main character in this because, you know, they opened up on her. Um, and she's so nice. Anyway, so we buy, we say bye to Steve. He's going somewhere and right where he's going. I'm out. See so you like guys like All right. Alice, Annie, Annie gets a lift with who? We don't know. Um, and then we're driving along and she goes uh you missed the turn my friend but the, the car keeps driving faster so she jumps out and we see the pov of the car driver and they chase her and she uh she eventually um they eventually catch up to uh annie and slice her neck and she's dead so she wasn't the main character sorry about that and then we see peering through the trees real genuine peering through the trees even moving a branch oh what's going on over there? And we also hear the k- 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 ah, so we know who that is. Um, and someone says, uh, oh, I saw something over there and then they go, oh, maybe I didn't. Um,
1: am, I, am I right in thinking we've not met this character before at this point, have we? Which character? The the girl swimming in the lake whose name I've completely forgotten. Uh, nah. <laughs> no, they, I, was, I was watching it. I was like, They've just dropped this this woman in, haven't they? I've not seen her before.
0: I was saying to Matt earlier, I I, I totally forgot who the campers were. So there's a lot of that in this where I didn't really know who who was who. Because yeah, anyway, they're
2: all a bit generic, aren't they? Really.
0: (laughs) So yeah, they're all dicking about, um, (laughs) and then they go, "Come on, let's go do some work." But but Ned's drowning. Oh no. Um. Um, and I say, wow! Well, these campers are useful. They all fucking get to him. There's, they're prepared. They're, they're basically David Hasselhoff. Him, but he's—he's yeah. he's not. He's fine. That's fine. And the uh, what? A, what a buffoon! And then there's a snake in the cabin, and they kill the snake by chopping it up. I have to tell you, unfortunately, that's a real snake that really gets chopped up. Yeah, I I found that out earlier. Yeah. Yeah. And
2: apparently, um, did you hear that? Not only that, but it was someone's pet snake that uh, I I think the director had asked to borrow and didn't say, I'm going to kill your snake.
0: No, I didn't hear that.
2: That was on the, uh, yeah, it's horrific. Um, It was courtesy of Amazon Prime's trivia thing that you can use while watching. And that was enough for me. I didn't look at any more trivia.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it was. Um. Yeah, it's a bit of a shame, really. They shouldn't have done that, but no. <laughs> naughty. Yeah. It is naughty. Yeah. Anyway, a police guy shows up on a bike, which apparently he couldn't drive. The actor could not drive and fell off more than once. <laughs> um.
1: There is just no regard for safety in the the
0: cast or crew or characters in this. <laughs> No, and then he goes. He's he's there basically, and you you guys all weed smokers. And um, then he goes. Have you seen Crazy Ralph anywhere? And then he leaves. Uh, and then uh, ooh, why have I written the kitchen? The kitchen. Oh, they're in the kitchen. And here's Crazy Ralph. And he comes out and he goes. He goes. There's a death curse here. You're all doomed. Um, I've done that in a Scottish accent for. Dad's I was thinking Army. that. Yeah. But... Dad, now, it... Dad's Army fans. <laughs> you're all doomed Go
1: on Sorry, go, go on Matt, you, you were going to say something
0: I was
2: just going to say, you know, if it was an English film he'd, he'd work well as a Scotsman for sure
0: Aye, you're all doomed Right, do the, the
1: townspeople call him Crazy Ralph because of how he delivers his message or because of what the message is because he, everyone seems to agree with him, it's just like Do they call him crazy because he he presses the issue a bit more or just because he's got unorthodox methods?
2: Well, the, the, the cop says something about how he's obsessed with God or the Bible or something along those lines. But I don't know, maybe America was different in 1980, but it seems unlikely that anyone would have an issue with that over in the States these days.
0: I don't know. Maybe he puts his milk in before the hot water and making tea because that would make that would tie with a crazy brush right
1: yeah. mental yeah it's not he's not that crazy.
0: <laughs> I put my milk in first and then the cereal it is. <laughs> uh, mm. you're doomed anyway, get out of here, so he gets on his bike quite literally um, a little they've... bit
1: cute, wasn't it? Oh, nice little bike so what wonders a little ride off.
0: Hi, you're all doomed, by the way. (laughs) I've gone mad. They find an emergency generator, which turns on the lights. At this point, at this point, I say that this film is full of tropes, but it designed the tropes like generators and shit like that, that are broken down that you need to fix. And these are all like in horror video games and stuff like that. And I'm like, it's it's weird to watch a film with tropes and going. Well, are they? Because this sort of designed them. Eh, uh, weird. Anyway, the lights come on. So, did you want to have an opinion on that?
1: No, I think you you are completely right. Mm.
2: Yeah, I agree. It's it's it, watching it now, so long after it came out. It's it's kind of yeah. Your first instinct is to think, oh, stereotype, but it came from somewhere and it was here.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting, is it? Yes. Let's see. Well, oh, we see we see Ned watching Jack and Marcy. It could be called Marcy. I hate Ned. Yeah, Ned goes off. He goes. He goes uh, skipping away for some reason. And he sees some movement. And he goes, "Hello, hello." And then he goes inside this cabin. And then uh, we see Jack and Marcy again. And there's, there's going to be a storm. Ooh, and she tells him about a dream she had about a storm the, the rain blood rain rainy blood yeah i'm sure it's better than that maybe i'll put in a actual um clip for that one Um an actual storm comes up and so anyway they go in the shelter or sexy shelter as it will be and they have lovely sexy cabin times and jack and marie do do they do some sex yes they do um and then we cut to them, cut to the other three, whoever they are, Alice and other cannon fodder, and they're playing strip monopoly. Oh! Then we go back to the sexy times, and we see Kevin Bacon's ass. It gets bright. It gets grabbed.
1: Yeah, a, a little, little sneak peek of bomb there, isn't there? Oh. Do you know if
0: it was his? Do you
2: know if it was his rule bomb or if he had a bomb double?
0: Oh, sort of stunt ass. I don't know.
1: I don't mm. think Kevin Bacon had that kind of clout back then.
0: No, I think No, you're he... probably right, yeah.
1: And I, think... I mean we did see him in those those teeny tiny undies earlier. So mm. you know, there's not true leaving true. anything to the imagination <laughs> even there.
0: Oh, that was Bacon's ass. Um but they're having sex on bunk beds and they're on the lower bunk and above them is dead Ned. Uh, so how how did he not notice that? I don't know. Were, it so wasn't, having... wasn't particularly
1: dark and he's at eye level as they come in.
0: Yeah, I
2: mean, I, I assume. I mean, Kevin Bacon seems pretty tall. I'm sure he would see. He's not shorter than a top bunk. I'm sure of that.
0: I think they were interested in each other's lower bits. That might be one of his, They were both looking down.
2: That could be it, yeah.
0: At the lower bits. <laughs> Don't look above. Look down. And then we see a bit of boob, and I and I giggle like a schoolgirl. Like Bit of titillation. This is probably about as light as it gets for the Friday Thirteenth. Because I think after this they get quite booby. In fact, part five is very booby. Does that that count as another trope? Um, I think it does for these. Um, although, like I said, this is I would say almost tasteful booby. Um, <laughs> it was whereas, quite
2: subtle, wasn't it? It was, you know.
0: Yeah. From from here on out, it becomes very blatant booby.
2: It does. I've
0: got to admit, there's a lot, lot more boob talk than I was expecting. I just wanted to say boobies a lot, and I have. Um... <laughs> but Marcy decides she's going to the toilet, and we go back to the to strip monopoly, and and I and I go, what are the rules of strip monopoly? Because I don't really know.
1: But I think you use the cash in the set to purchase property. But if someone lands on one of your properties, you have to. Give an item of clothing.
2: Oh, I see you're a man of experience.
1: I I just paid attention <laughs> to that scene because you got to be prepared in case that ever comes up.
0: In case it's a Christmas game, a family game. Come on, let's have a game <laughs> of strip and I'll play.
1: Well, I mean, I don't know how they do things over in Yorkshire, but...
0: <laughs> once we have a few brews, once we have a few cups of tea, it's only I mean, anything goes. Uh, let's see. Give me six. uh fuck you (laughs) kevin bacon lights up he he's smoking a doobie doo, and then he gets um an arrow through his chest slash throat um and i think this is probably the most famous death scene from this particular movie i think Um,
1: this was also my favorite it looked fantastic
0: yeah, I almost
1: went
2: for this as my as my favorite kill in horror, but I mean, it was getting a bit too Friday the Thirteenth centric. <laughs> so um, I remembered something that was a lot more dramatic and better. But it is it's good, and it stuck with me. This one, it,
0: mm. yeah. I I know a fact about that scene as well. Apparently, the blood spurting thing, um, the hydraulics stopped working on one of them, so the special effect guy had to blow through it instead of it pumping in the normal way, which is why it spurts out so much. Hmm. No, it, it worked. Yes. It certainly did. Happy accident. Now we see some, now we see someone sneaking. Oh, I don't know why. Uh, uh sneaking into the toilet block. Oh that's it, because um Marcy's in there, I think. Um and she has a bit of fun in the mirror with herself. Uh In which she's being a bit silly i don't mean she's having fun with herself um and she goes hello because we can hear (coughs) that noise and and then she goes i wonder if i should go investigate the showers um and she does she we see an axe in the shadows behind her good effect and then she gets an axe in the face um which again is a lovely effect
2: it was very well done yeah mm,
0: very well done I really liked it um I, I, another fact that I know about that apparently because as the swing you see the axe swing through the lampshade it's it's swing through the lampshade and like Tom, Tom Savini said if you show it doing that then people get the actual idea that it's a genuine swing you know like I know it's like subtly, and we probably did notice, but I was like, huh, you really know some stuff. Ooh. Um, let's see, uh, axe in the face. So we, get, we cut to the final, <laughs> final three playing Monopoly, and uh, Alice seems to be definitely winning because she doesn't seem to have taken any clothes off at all. Um, and then one of them leaves, we don't know what her name is, and uh, we might figure out later. Um,
2: for some reason, she doesn't put her clothes back on, she just puts on a raincoat. I noticed right. that.
0: <laughs> oh, no point in putting my clothes back on. <laughs> it's lashing it down. Well. It'll be fine. <laughs> and then we cut to Steve at a diner and I go, I thought he was dead, but apparently not. He just drove off God knows where and he's at the diner. And anyway. Yeah. yeah.
1: This scene really bothers me. I didn't like this at all.
0: Yeah, because it's pointless, isn't it? Really pointless.
1: Well, I mean, so far we're seeing these these campers being picked off by this unknown force and the, the film's basically given us crazy Pete and steve as people that have shown up and then disappeared again so you're thinking like you've got this kind of mini who done it going on mm. and then they just give you a scene that just goes oh no it's definitely not this guy so it's like, okay, so yeah. it's like Crazy Pete is the only character we've met so far that realistically could be the killer here.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think you are supposed to at some point assume that it's Jack, no, uh, Bill, but I don't know why because <laughs> he's playing, he's playing Sexy Monopoly, so um, yeah,
1: just, just completely. Got rid of a of an out, al- you know. They gave a character an alibi, which I, I think is a it's a sin. You can't do that.
0: No, no. Well, in fairness, they weren't trying to make the greatest film in the world. Um, let's see. So he drives back to Pank Camp, Pank Camp. Um, and the one who's left in the is in the bathroom now. I don't know which the one who left the room. I forgot what my name is. She's in the bathroom bit now, and we get the. Shh, 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 shh. But she doesn't decide to investigate. In fact, she just fucking leaves. Hmm, clever you. And st- then Steve is broken down, but the police help him. Um and we see a POV again on Monopoly Girl. Again, forgot to write what her name down is. Who who knows? And then um Oh, she's in her she's in her room. And then she goes, Oh, it's time for a lovely book. Um, we hear that noise again, which I'm not gonna do again, and she hears She hears someone shouting, help me. I'm over here. And then uh, she's like, oh, I'm going to find you. And then the lights turn on to an archery place. And she goes, whoa. And we go back to Alice. And Bill comes out from the rain. Oh, what was he doing out in the rain? Not playing strip monopoly. (laughs) She says, oh, I heard Brenda scream. Oh, she's called Brenda. She was called. That's um, the one. Oh and, yes. Oh Brenda. And we say where is Brenda? And I uh, said so, uh, oh they go looking for her but they go oh I don't know but there's a bloody axe in her bed. And then they say where is everyone? Because where is everyone? Uh so they check the bathroom, they break into the office and they say let's call for help. And we say huh the phones don't work. Oh the phone line's been chopped. So then they say okay let's drive away we go huh. The car's broken. Um, (laughs) Steve gets dropped back and he's walking towards the thing and he goes, oh, hi, to somebody. And then he's made dead. Um, And then we see Moida. Moida raised again. He's been killed. Um, Let's see. Where are we at? Not the generator. Not the generator. Um, That's broken down now. So Alice and the other guy, uh, they go check the generator. It's broken. Bill Bill, Bill thinks it's broken. I don't know why he checks the fuel, doesn't he? Uh, meanwhile, Alice makes coffee for quite a long time. And with a lot of sugar. She really makes coffee. I was watching it going, mm, this is a long scene. <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs> Maybe still, the crew just wanted a, just a cup of joe.
0: She's still making coffee. Come on, we need to get an hour and a half out of this. Uh, anyway she goes looking for bill but bill is pinned to the door with arrows Ah! so she runs to the back of the office and then she she uses a rope to sort of lock the door and she barricades the door and she grabs herself a bat and a lamp she closes the curtains because that's good close the curtain make sure nobody can see in, and then whatever her name was, Brenda gets thrown through the window and we scream ah! and a car shows up and then a person gets out of the car. Oh, Mrs. Voorhees. Oh, played, by, played by Betsy Palmer. I left her out of my cast list at the beginning. And then Mrs. <laughs> Voorhees says, don't worry, I'll take care of you. And she said, oh, but everyone's been murdered. She said, don't worry, I'm not afraid. So they go and they find the bloody bodies, and Mrs Voorhees says, "This is very, this is very shocking." Um, says this this place, it's awful. She goes, "You ever you ever heard about that kid who drowned?" But they weren't watching him, and um, she starts going, "Help, mommy!" And she goes, "Jason was my son." And then we see this fleet scene, sort of flicking between Mrs Voorhees and a drowning boy, the drowning boy. And then she says, you let him drown. And then she sort of tries to attack her, but Alice kicks her ass. And she runs to the car, and then she finds a dead girl in the car. And then Steve's in the trees. Ah! And Mrs. Voorhees is on the chase, and she's saying, she's gone mad, basically. You can kill her, mommy. Don't let her get away. And She goes, I fucking won't. Except she doesn't swear. And then Alice <laughs> grabs Alice grabs a gun Um and Mrs. Voorhees turns the generator on with no problems at all. So fuck knows what Bill's problem was.
2: No,
1: he wasn't the one who sabotaged it. She, she knew what went wrong.
0: She, she doesn't even seem like she does anything to turn it on. She <laughs> <laughs> press the screen button. Uh, uh, just, um, Alice has got a gun, but no bullets. She tries to break the lock, but she's rubbish at it. Kill her, mommy. Mrs. Voorhees, she comes in and she fucking slaps Alice around. So apparently um, the actress, sorry, Betsy Palmer, because she was like a stage actress, on stage apparently really slapped people. So apparently she was really slapping her and um, the director had to have a word. <laughs> we had oh, to... sure. oh dear. <laughs> we don't slap people. <laughs> <laughs> we <With their> do effect. <laughs> Oh yeah. Anyway, so Alice Alice fights back, and she smacks her with something—a rod of some kind. So and- this
1: is this is the second time that I'm screaming at the telly, just going, "Finish the job." It's like how many how many opportunities does this woman need to not just slow down this killer, but just like she was lying on the floor and she had a metal fire poker, just bash your brains in with it.
0: I think maybe once she I can
1: accept want you don't to, want to <laughs> kill someone, but when she keeps coming, like the writing's on the wall, you it's either kill or be killed at this point.
0: True.
1: Finish the job.
0: Finish him or her. Um, or them. Or that finish them. Yes,
1: progressive. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. No worries.
0: No worries. You've dragged. You've dragged us into the daylight there. <laughs> uh let's see so mrs Voorhees gives chase again but she runs right past where alice is and then mrs Voorhees is going kill her kill her she's gone mad um alice is in the office she hides in in the storage oh and we hear smashy glass and there's someone out there and the doorknob turns and I say to Alice, "You hid in the most stupid place." I'm sort of with you on this one. Like, <laughs> fair enough, don't kill her, but get the fuck out of there! Don't go also, on-
1: who's got a pantry
2: that locks from the inside? Oh, that is weird. That's a, that's, that's a really good question. I've got uh, this is a complete tangent, but in my bedroom, I have a built-in cupboard that locks from the outside. And sometimes I hear weird noises coming from my roof, and I wonder what that lock was put there for. But anyway, that's another story.
0: Oh, dear.
1: Um, that's creeped me out. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> no worries. But actually, on our house, the, our bedroom door has a lock on the outside, so into the hallway. So I'm just mm-hmm. wondering who was getting locked in there before. Sinister. Very. Hmm. Let's see. Mysteries that we'll have to uncover as time goes yeah. on.
0: Indeed. Uh, I forgot where I am.
1: Uh, We were getting mad at her for not finishing the job for, I think that's the third time now in the anyway, pantry that locked from the inside.
0: Yeah. So the doorknob turns and then Mrs. Boeheim smashes her way through and then Alice hits her in the face with a frying pan. Fair play to Alice. You know, she doesn't finish the job, but she's not, she's not going down. Um, it's, it's like
1: rope a dop isn't it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alice then, for some reason, goes down to the lake and just sits by the lake. I'm just going to sit here. Because um, there's no the history
1: of this to... woman coming back after I think I've popped her on
0: the head and that's done the job.
2: Yeah, just turn your back to the danger and look at your reflection in the lake. Everything's going to be fine.
0: Everything's fine. And then what? what happens? Mrs. Voorhees gets down there, but Alice smacks her in the face with an oar. Good oar. Good oar fight. And then it's a bit of a <laughs> bit of a choky, bitey fight. Um Mrs. Voorhees is bashing Alice's head into the floor. And then Alice grabs something. Is it a spade? Probably. Or a shovel. And anyway, she chops her fucking head off. Um, Mrs. Voorhees' head. Um, and then she gets in a canoe for some reason and floats away. I don't know why. Oh, and that, my friends, is the end of the movie because everything is fine and well. She's floating around in the canoe, happy lovely music and the mm-hmm. police The police have showed up so, you know, I mean, she's
1: going to she's have her.
0: a lot of explaining to do, um, isn't she? Yeah, yeah, she's <laughs> going to have a lot of, but then all of a sudden Jason comes out of the water and drags her under. Oh, but that's just a dream apparently. Um, so she comes around and she's like are they all dead? And then she says, what happens to the boy? And the policeman goes, what boy? There was no boy. And then she goes, oh, then I guess he's still out there. And then we see closing shots on the lake. Although well, fuck knows why she thinks he's still out there. Um, but he is. <laughs> he is still out there. Just spoilers ahead. No, I like fully nine more films bio. to go. Yeah. <laughs> he is still out there. Um, yeah and that is that film we got to the end of it well done us um i think we
1: finished the job even if well i mean she did finish the job eventually she
0: did finish the job eventually you know credit where credit's due you know it took longer than you would have liked but in the end she went for a proper death
1: well she i think she didn't realize she was carrying a sharp object she thought it was just another blunt one to s- slow her down again
0: Longer with clang um Yes, yeah, I mean, so, we, we all
2: make mistakes. It, it happens
0: so so so. I don't really have anything extra I want to add. Um, apparently, it got some, it got really badly reviewed, bad press. Like, everyone who reviewed it gave it a terrible review, but it did really well with audiences. Um, in fact, apparently, one of the critics hated it so much and hated Betsy Palmer's. For having done it so much that he gave out her address for people to um, send her awful mail. Or...
1: That's very, very unpleasant, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That's wow. a Old really school... horrible thing to do.
2: Old school doxing, nasty.
0: Yeah, and Adrian King, who was Alice, she was the victim of a stalker for quite a long time uh, afterwards as well, which was, you know, sorry, a bit of an, a bit of an awful thing to end on, really, but. Uh, yeah but, but as i say it was um badly reviewed but you know people loved what they saw and as i say well, as i said at the beginning this, this is the birth of slasher movies and slasher movie tropes i think really just yeah. while,
1: while you're saying that it opinion seems to have flipped on it now though uh, i've just got it up on rotten tomatoes uh, and the critics uh you know, over the last forty years, uh, have brought it up to sixty-three percent, and the
2: audience has gone down to sixty. Mm.
0: Oh, so it's wow. kind
2: of kind of flipped. My opinion on it is that it's it's probably a lot more interesting to watch nowadays, or other, even at the time I first watched it, which would have been sort of early to mid-nineties. Um, it, it, it's a lot more interesting than it would have been on release because everyone knows Jason. Everyone knows the hockey mask. And if you don't know the plot of the first movie, mm-hmm. that's what you're expecting to appear at some point. Yeah. So it was a real surprise when it was the, you know, the reveal that it was Mrs. Voorhees.
0: Yeah, it does lend itself to being better for that. <laughs> yeah. Because, because Jason being the icon, like you said, so if you didn't know that going in, it, it'd be a lovely surprise, I think. Um, but overall, I mean, had you seen this already, Matt? Or uh, I'd seen,
1: I've seen. I've still only seen this one. Uh, All know. right. So, you know, I've never actually. I've never ever seen Jason in full swing.
2: Oh, I'd highly recommend. Uh, was it ten? That was Jason in Manhattan. I can't remember. No, that's um, in
0: space. Uh, um, eight well, eight. Eight is in Manhattan.
2: Eight. Right. Yeah. I'd highly recommend that just for one particular rooftop scene alone that I'll leave you to discover. <laughs>
0: Great,
1: so yeah. It's uh, it's a bit of a strange film, is it? I think because there there are times where I think it it feels really pioneering, uh, and also times that just think the filmmaking just seems awful. Not so much that the, the filmmaking, but more sort of the the plot and the story of it, and it's it's really weird. So, I mean, all the characters are basically non-existent. They're all just blank pieces of paper walking around the forest. Uh, and, you know, like I said earlier about the, the scenes, it, it's kind of set up as a who it, but the person is just someone who shows up at the end and, you know, it's, it's bookended, isn't it? By Mrs. Voorhees. And, and we're never shown really her or her motivation. And it's, like it, it doesn't like jive with the these things, it just seems like all these bits and pieces are a bit too messy. But it also does like you say it sets all these tropes up, it's got all these great kills in, and you know, it it sort of builds tension in places quite nicely, it gives shocks in other places, you know. There is no this is how the, the kills are. So if, if you know if you uh compare it to like nightmare on elm street three where all those deaths were well they were different they were all creative but they're all basically the same you know one-on-one with freddy he'll put them in a predicament and then give a pun and then they're dead like this one it was kevin bacon drop of blood on the forehead arrow through the neck you know it was like there was no setup. yet the next one is a bit of a stalking in the bathroom and you know tension builds up because you know the dangers there so i mean stuff like that is really good so can't really put my finger on what i think about it yeah
0: i think for me because it's my favorite franchise i sort of i think i'm sort of biased towards it anyway what i do like about this is that it's got a high death count um you know you're not i would have preferred to see some more of the actual killing because i think there is you know i think I don't know. I guess from a effects point of view, you do miss out on some of it. Like um, the girl who dies in the archery thing. That looks like it could have been something interesting, and yet it wasn't. Yeah, do we we only see
1: two actual kills? Mm. Uh, uh, you know, from from the camp, and all the other three are just yeah. implied, aren't they? So
2: four are just implied.
0: Yeah, but uh,
2: yeah, that's true. And I think even though you know there were. Still learning how to present this this type of movie. It seems like an odd choice to do that. I, don't, I can't. I can't imagine what they were thinking. I can only assume, not show you, more. I
1: I Yeah, know.
0: I think. I think the thing that's easy to forget about this is that it wasn't wasn't made for the love of filmmaking. It was made to get to make money. You know, in this particular film's thing it was they they wanted to make a horror movie because that's the sort of exploitation that they could really make at at, at this time you know those are the things that were making money on cinemas um so it is to a degree the birth of something great but the fact that it that it is good i think partly is down to betsy palmer's excellent acting um she really just seems like she really does fucking lose it it's like and that the film just, as soon as she shows up, that's when it ramps yeah. up. And obviously it would, um, you know.
2: She's very menacing, like genuinely. That that was something that struck me watching it again. That, yeah.
0: Yeah. So let's, um, well, I don't think we had any Facebook comments because I posted it too late. Um, I'll just check to make sure that nobody's put anything now. Um, but I don't think anybody said anything, which was strange because normally someone's got something to say. Um, no, nothing, that's a shame.
2: Well, fine then. <laughs>
0: uh, but uh, you know, it's sort of that's what's happened with, with it being last minute, unfortunately, but it doesn't matter because I'm sure everyone was going to say it was great. Um, so Matt, we have a review system here, so it's three tiers, it's either shit ooh, that's spooky, or a creative psychopath. So you have to pick one of those three. That's it. It's top, middle, or bottom, really.
2: I'm going to have to go with creative psychopaths.
0: Yeah. I'm going to agree with you there. Creative psychopath for me as well. I think even if it isn't great, its legacy uh, puts it up there for me. Uh. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Uh, I... On balance, I think I'm going to agree with you guys, and uh, I'm going to give it the full, the full creative psychopath. Yeah, I think what what it does well is very enjoyable, and and I would think that the the the, the complaints that I've brought up against it, I, I don't think it really detracts from the film as a sense of like this thing doesn't make sense. I just think the problems that I Put in there is just like this is how the film could be made better and probably how it would be made, like if it, you know if it's done today. So for that reason, and and like you said about the legacy, I think it's got to go for the uh, the full kit and caboodle.
0: Sweet, lovely,
1: excellent.
0: Right, like right, that's the filling. Then we've, we've 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 done the filling. So we've got these last two questions to take us out. Oh, what would you have in your sandwich? If you were having a sandwich, what would you have, Matt? Sorry.
2: Well, Well, um, I'm one of those awkward vegans, so I suppose I'm quite fond of a, an avocado sandwich with some hot sauce and. Some okay, salad. but
1: as a vegan, we're only serving supermarket meal deals here, and you have to have falafel and hummus wrap. There is no other vegan option.
2: <laughs> <sighs> Not another one, no. No, I can't take
1: that's, any more. That's the only thing vegan are allowed to eat off the shelf. It's
2: well, um, I mean, in Tesco they do a vegan all-day breakfast sandwich, which is not too shabby. So, okay. <laughs> pretend that they've sold out of falafel wraps. <laughs> so uh,
1: we'll we'll get into the uh, into the other questions then. So, uh, it's only two on the last half. We we keep it light here, and then. So what is a scary moment from a non-horror movie that you remember?
2: Something that really oh, haunted my childhood. I was really into Indiana Jones and I went to the cinema with my dad when The Last Crusade came out, showing my age. Um, and the the bit where the guy drinks from the chalice, you know, he chose poorly.
0: Yeah, and then his just... <laughs> face melts.
2: Yeah, horrific. <laughs> that should not have been in a, in a movie that they, they showed to... I don't know, I was like, what, seven at the time, maybe?
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. No, not okay. <laughs> I saw that too. I remember seeing that too with my sister and going, what the... and had to turn away. I think that's why I hate Indiana Jones.
2: Oh, I forgave them for, for that eventually, but it took some yeah, time. Yeah, and
1: it is <laughs> a recurring thing, isn't it, that we get that Spielberg is giving us all these... Uh, spooky moments in films that we we should be safe in yes Yes. okay yeah so so i think that's a yeah a very reasonable choice uh so we'll we'll go for the the last one (laughs) so if you could make any non-horror movie a horror movie uh what are you going to choose
2: this is oh it's a difficult one i want to go for something like disney or something that's really innocuous but I, i was kind of thinking actually um i'd like to see a horror version of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, preferably with I mean, Gene Wilder somehow still involved, but with a kind of torture thing like Saw involved.
1: When I was a kid, that movie scared the shit out of me anyway. So that that movie already exists as far as I'm concerned. It was, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, Oompa still weird me out of it. So I'm... Yeah.
2: <laughs> and the Oompa would be...
0: They' was the singing
2: voices that did it. Big, big for smiles. Me. Yeah, really. Yeah, I don't like that torturing
1: children. I'm I'm getting the willies just thinking about it again.
0: Ah, very good. That's actually come up a few times on people's um, <laughs> non-horror movies. Yeah, scary moments. Scary yeah. moments, isn't it? The uh, the, the boat, boat scene the boat is a, scene, a regular. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm with Matthew. Actually, I think that film's already a fucking horror film. It just doesn't have any. Yeah, just that have is, any that is
2: creepy yes
1: i remember i used to go to my grandma's and she she had it on vhs and, and put it on in the school holidays and stuff i'm like what Who, who's who's this a treat for
0: <laughs> there are movies from those sort of eras, though that like watership down for example is like why are you showing me this <laughs> so
2: traumatic i can't I, can, I don't think i could ever watch that again i've never seen it since i was a child and i honestly don't think i could watch watership down again it was just a
0: lot yeah i'm sure i recall that pinocchio was a bit bleak as well
1: um yeah yeah those those early disney movies just have a lot of unrelenting sadness for like the the first half of the movie and then something magical will happen but like dumbo and and pinocchio there yeah there's a lot of just grim
2: yeah i mean I've,
0: i've already done my um non-horror movie moment but the pink elephants used to scare the shit out of me in dumbo
2: yeah that used to creep me out a lot as well
0: yeah it used to scare the absolute shit out of me um right that's it we've done it we've, we've we've finished we've made our horror sandwich um so let's roll bring the podcast to an end so thanks very much to matt for joining us
2: absolute pleasure
0: um thanks always to matthew for being here each week and putting up with me Uh, it's my pleasure oh lovely um that's a bit weird went backwards (laughs) went backwards through puberty there Uh, i got got a little bit chalked up at the uh... uh, um what am i saying and thank
1: you for doing it mark that's oh yeah you're welcome you don't hear that enough
0: no i I don't i don't every time i come off i think nobody ever says thank you to me for doing this um well well,
2: thank you thank you
0: i'm gonna have to edit that out i don't want any praise
1: (laughs) right yeah well no we do want praise we want five star reviews like share and subscribe
0: share comment subscribe i don't know how this works it's not youtube um but do all those things anyway um Follow the Instagram creative underscore psychopaths underscore and um, the Facebook group creative psychopaths a horror movie podcast um, where each week we put on what film we're going to do. Sometimes I do it last minute often I do it last minute um, but you can comment and have your name read out on the show and be famous by proxy all the 20 people that download this will hear your name. Um, exactly. Uh, so yeah. Thanks very much. So the last thing to say is bye. Bye -bye. Bye-bye.